0: So hello and welcome to another episode of Game and Scotch. My name is Aiden, and today I'm joined by a very special guest, uh, Tricks over at uh, Med of Smash.
1: How's it going, man? Not too bad, yourself.
0: Not too bad. Good, good. Uh, if this is the first time you're tuning to Game and Scotch, we are a show that combines gaming and drinking. And today, I, I just have a beer today. I All forgot right. to tell Tricks to get one.
1: <laughs> I got I got my trusty uh, energy drink, so you energy <laughs> not quite drink? on okay. the same level,
0: but yeah. Do you uh, do you enjoy brews or do you like? Uh,
1: uh, I don't know. A big drink? Not really so much anymore. No. But no. yeah. I not I'm not opposed to it, I'll tell you no. <laughs> But
0: it's the it's our whole gimmick on this on go. this channel. <laughs> yes, <laughs> so sir. today I've drinking a uh from Nickelbrook. It's like one of their uh specialty ones where you have to pick up at the brewery. It's called uh Uncer- Uncertainty. Looks so kinda, kinda like, like a
1: really- is it dark? A dark of? beer?
0: It's dark, yeah. It's got kind of those cool like Cthulhu look kinda of like right looking on,
1: right
0: little on. album there. So yeah it's that's what i'm just gonna be drinking during the podcast Very nice. so i thought yeah. i'd have you on just to kind of talk about you know the content creating side of kind of smash brothers for and sure. um for maybe for people who kind of want to start in that maybe we can give them some tips and tricks so um i just have tricks here and i'm going to talk to them about that so i'll ask you a few questions sure um so i guess we'll start with like i guess kind of like what's your experience with smash brothers what was your first which was your first one uh, Why did you start getting serious with it? So I guess we'll start there. So what was your first Smash Brothers?
1: So my absolute first Smash Bros would have been 64, but I was 64. like Geez, I was like six years old. So that doesn't really count. Yeah, but as far as actually starting I would have said Smash 4 towards mm-hmm. the end of the uh, end of the game's life I started to like compete a little bit more. I didn't really know know too much about like tier lists or good characters or the competitive scene for most of it, but then I started to check stuff up on YouTube, get exposed to what uh, tournaments were like and stuff like that. So, started to compete. Um, Kind of casually, like I wasn't traveling too crazy or anything like that. I played Falco in Smash 4 as well, and everybody nice. uh <laughs> criticized that because they're like, Why are you playing a horrible character? But like at the same time, like I said before, I didn't really know, I didn't know what was good or what was bad or whatever. But this is uh, your favorite dude, yeah. I just chose him. It's actually uh, you know, Mr. Danish, like Mr. Danish buttercookie he does uh, yes. he's a pretty big guy on YouTube, he does a lot of montages and stuff like that. But back in Smash 4, he actually put out a montage on Falco. And that's the reason why I play him. So it's his oh, fault cool. or it's thanks to him. Depends on how you look at it, really. <laughs>
0: it's, it's weird because when uh, when you and I were talking, I was like, okay, this guy obviously played Falco in Melee because he's like one of the best characters in Melee. But you didn't. I guess you didn't really uh, get.
1: Really, much for. Unfortunately, into it no. Unfortunately yeah. no. I, I honestly, I missed out on the greatest years of Falco. So. <laughs> it's a definitely a feels bad in that regard if I like I feel like right now I, I'm way too far behind to try and jump into melee or anything like that. I wish I could have but now yeah. it's like everyone's just incredibly it's, good So it's like jeez. It's like everyone's had like over ten years 60, man. It's crazy Yeah <laughs> Yeah,
0: we uh my brother and I would exclusively play melee. Like that's that was our first kind of uh getting into competitive scene. For us it was like Fair we on. both were playing a lot of brawl and I was kinda like, Oh, I wonder if there was if there's anything more. Like, is there like a competitive side of this game? And then I had buddies are like, Nope, you wanna play melee, so that's what we play <laughs> exclusively. Until ultimate really. Yeah. Like yeah. ultimate is when we like swapped over. So but uh, I'm kind of the same with you. Like, I never really looked at tier lists. I kind of like, because I'm also here because it's Nintendo and I love Nintendo. Exactly. So it's,
1: it's the game. nostalgia, right? We just exactly. play the characters we like and just go from there.
0: Very cool. So, I guess, like, what inspired you to kind of start making content for YouTube? Was it like after you started competing, or was it kind of, or did you like know right away it's like, oh, okay, this is, this is the side of Smash I want to kind of get into is, is content creating? Uh, at what point did you want to do that?
1: so for me um it kind of started a little bit before ultimate i did a little bit of like streaming once again very casually i didn't know much about the game as it was so i do the arenas i do for glory and kind of just do whatever but then once I saw that there was a lot of uh, opportunity within the game because the game itself is so incredibly popular. Being Smash Ultimate, it won the award for fighting game of the year. That just, the Game Awards just passed not too long ago. So obviously this was a huge opportunity to jump onto, but uh, when Ultimate came out right away, I'm like, I gotta do something with this game. Like, whether or not I become a super competitive player, whether or not I travel or do content creation, I wanna do something. And then I kinda learned just from like, being more in the scene, and being more in the community, that the competitive side of the game, unless you're like an absolute top player, unfortunately from a business standpoint, it's not a lot of money to be made, right? As a competitor. <laughs> so with that, I'm like, you know what? If I want this to be uh, my job or my life, I'm probably gonna have to do content creation. So from day one, as soon as Smash Ultimate came out, uh, the channel existed, like we started the channel right away. And then, We kind of just started making content like if i can do want to get like into the uh the the bigger details or the deeper details as to how we started and all that kind of stuff too or
0: yeah you say we is was there other other people joining you with this exactly kind of venture
1: yeah so yeah
0: talk about the origin of it yeah for sure so
1: (laughs) it kind of started out as very nonchalant i was in another discord server smash battlegrounds and within this server uh i was just a guy just a player, uh, not a YouTuber, just a yeah, just a guy, just another member in the server, not a... anything. So I was in there, I go and voice chat every so often, and I just play with the players in there and stuff like that, and I started talking to this one mod, uh, being Shadow9, who was the Dark Samus main, who was also like, the uh, partner of the channel who also puts out content, right? Yeah. And back before, and this was like back in Smash 4 when we started talking and playing and stuff like that, so I said to him, when Smash Ultimate comes out, do you want to make a YouTube channel? And just very nonchalant, he's like, I guess, (laughs) you know? It was like, I'm not gonna say no, like he doesn't really know me, like at the time, he doesn't really know me, and uh, we didn't really have any uh, idea what we were doing, I just know that we wanted to do it. So the
0: only way you guys knew each other was through Discord? Yes. Like you guys didn't know each other in real life? we
1: were not the best of friends or anything beforehand, just met him through Discord, he was a solid player, he was always uh, around, so it's like, you know what? If I'm gonna do content, at all and I want to do this with like some sort of partner I uh, need someone who's gonna be available more often than not yeah. and he was that guy so started making videos um, we started doing like framed out of videos at the beginning they were extremely nice. difficult <laughs> I can't even lie yes and I didn't really know what we were signing up for so like, okay we're gonna have to stop this right now but then we started to switch over to uh, how to fight guides so guides literally on how to fight Cloud, how to fight King K. Rule because when he came out, everyone was like, this character's broken because of burying and stuff like that. Then we did how to fight Inkling, how to Little fight... Did they know. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Little did they know. And now look at him now, right? Yeah. But, <laughs> so, yeah, that was the start of it. And uh, the channel itself started to blow up um, after there was two videos that I dropped. One of them was kind of just luck, because when the game first came out, if you know about, like, Elite Smash and Quick Play, uh... Everybody had the same GSP when you start the game, right? Yeah. So since there was no hierarchy or, like, status, like, all oh, these people are really good, so they're way out of reach at this point, all the pro players were in the same pool as brand-new players, right? Right. So within that, I found Hungrybox in Elite Smash, and I ended up fighting him. I got destroyed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll just straight up just say I got destroyed. And uh, I posted the, the video of us playing, and the video got, like, I think 60,000 views, Keep in mind, our channel had, like, not even 100 subs. So when right. this happened, it's like, oh, my God, this is crazy. And that's where the opportunity really came into. It's like came into a play where it's like, okay, uh, if you latch on to either player names or you get lucky in Elite Smash or you make guides on popular characters and stuff like that, there's a lot of opportunity to grow the channel, right?
0: Right. So like, I guess uh, that's the issue that I'm having with my channel is just like tagging the right things, having the, the, the right content that people are searching for. You guys sound like you just kind of nailed it right away.
1: Mm-hmm. So that one was, was I'll straight up say that was kind of luck that I happened to run right. into him. But then yeah. uh, one that was a little bit more calculated on my end was I think it was my second montage that I ever made. And if I don't know if you know about this or not, but when the game first came out, uh, Leffen talked about how Falco was the best character in the game free like (laughs) easily the best character because yeah and his his reasoning was because uh based on how uh I think it was E3 went and how uh, the air dodge mechanic and everything worked it's like Mm -hmm. this game is going to revolve around edge guarding right and if you can't get back to the stage you're going to die and you're going to lose and Falco has one of the best edge guarding game or games in the games or in the game Right. right so because of that, he's like, Yeah, Falco's just the best. If you're off stage, you're just automatically dead. And so I made a montage uh, calling it uh, Leffen was right about Falco. Right? right. And that exploded because once again, uh, there was a little bit of news or like the tier list that he made. So people were already talking about that because nobody agreed with him. Right. Everyone's right. like, Leffen has his, his ideas. Another somewhere. hot take yeah, from exactly. Leffen. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so it's like, from a business standpoint, it was play Devil's Advocate and say, yeah, Leffin's right. He's a genius. He's a god. (laughs) You know? Here's the montage to prove it. The montage was only okay. It was like a week two montage or whatever, but it was uh, capitalizing on not even a trend. It was just... A popular thing at the at the time i know that's what a trend is but like very very niche at that point it was like a four day thing that he happened to be talking about and then he slowly realized yeah falco's not all that great but <laughs> <laughs> that video too i think i think that one probably has around like forty eight thousand, fifty thousand views it might be more wow. now but yeah wow. these, these videos uh they blew up because of the popular name and also the controversy the, 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 the very light controversy about uh, right. Falco being the best character in the game, right? So uh, right. from there, I don't know. Like, I guess I personally have just always had a really good business sense when it comes to paying attention to trends and capitalizing on what is popular at the time. Right. Um, besides doing like the how to fight videos, like how to fight Cloud, how to fight Inkling, stuff like that, um, one of the other things that we really did was like when characters came out, Make guides on those characters, and then try to dominate those—not uh, necessarily platforms, but like those those niches. Saying like, okay, Joker comes out, we have the most guides, right? right. Terry comes out, we have the we most it guides. First. Yeah, ban- Banjo comes out, we have the most guides, mm-hmm. right? And that's right. really been the main the main success to the channel as far as trends go. Um, I'm trying to think another thing that we really did too. If you've been keeping up with the channel or anybody, if you've stumbled upon our channel in the past, you may have seen a series called Nail the Trick. So this Nail yeah. the Trick, have you seen that one?
0: Yeah, yeah, I've seen, I, you've made a few. Right? Oh, we've made tons.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'd, yeah. I'd be more so surprised if you haven't seen it, whether you knew it yeah. was us or not, because right. I'll, I'll meet people at tournaments or I'll talk in like discords and stuff like that and they be like, aren't you the guy that did the Nail the Trick on Falco or on Terry or on whoever it might be? It's like, yeah, that's us, mm-hmm. yep. right? So doing, or go ahead.
0: Well, when I, when I first met you, it was, uh, it was at the McMaster uh, Weekly in, in Hamilton, and I had watched your videos before, so it was just like, oh, that guy's meta-smash. I'm like, no way. I just like, literally watched your video like earlier that day. Or something <laughs> like that. It was, I think it was nail the trick for Falco. Right on. So Yeah, so it's just super cool.
1: I was gonna say one thing that's actually really, still weird to me, is uh, I'll go to tournaments and stuff, and people will recognize me by my voice. And I really? guess it makes sense to an extent, because it's like up until maybe a month and a bit ago, I'd never shown my face anyway, so how else would you right. recognize me, right? right? But people were recognizing me from that, and it's like, oh, all right, I guess this is a thing now. <laughs> but yeah, kind of cool.
0: Is that, uh, so like, I guess your face reveal was what when you started streaming? Um, or was that even...
1: Not, I guess like that was more like a a, a soft face reveal because like I never was afraid right. to show my face or yeah, anything like that. Really, it, on never stream like I did. Yeah, but the thing is like my stream, still to this point doesn't even have like a thousand followers. I don't think it's just very right. small, and I don't really focus a ton on streaming. It's very rare. I don't even really market that I have a Twitch account to be honest, because I'm much more focused on, uh, the YouTube channel. Right. Right. I want to do content creation as far as. Uh, guides and videos and montages and stuff like that versus uh, streaming. And one of the main reasons why I chose to do the YouTube route, and I think we've talked about this in the past, like a long time ago at a tournament, Yeah. going over the, the YouTube route rather than going the Twitch route is because at the time Twitch was outrageously saturated with pro players streaming. So it's like if yeah. you want to get a chance of uh, being recognized or trying to grow an audience in Smash, as someone who has no reputation whatsoever, right? Because if you're someone that's not a pro player, you're not, I don't know, you're not the beefy smash dudes, you're not is uh you're not someone who has any platform awareness at all. Trying to do it on Twitch, it, it's crazy because you're competing with Nairo and at the time Zero and Fatality, Esam, Void. It's like, okay, <laughs> this is tough. This is People top.
0: already have their uh, streamers that they watch. Absolutely. They
1: so uh, instead of doing that, I went to the the, uh, the YouTube route. It's been going really well. Uh, so we are actually the fastest growing Smash tube channel. I don't know. I can't say ever because I don't actually know that for sure. But in the last year, we went from zero subs to 22,000 subs in one year. Woo. And yeah, so... Yeah. Unless yeah. there's another channel out there and I've actually asked around is there any other channels out there that have done 0 to 25 or 0 to 30,000 because if they have congratulations like that's a huge achievement yeah. and Yeah, it's been a ton of work. I can't even lie to be honest. It it, it was not uh, Luck a lot of what I've done has been very calculated. It's been a lot of extremely late nights It's been 12 hour days of actually labbing and recording and doing voiceovers and everything so if anyone's trying to get to a point where they want to make YouTube um, their their life or a, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, their main uh, income, it's going to be a lot of work, right? You see these overnight successes, but you don't really understand how many nights it was actually over, right? If that makes sense.
0: Yeah, for sure. And it's like when you're when you're creating content, uh, you know, around something that's like, you know, the meta of Smash, it's like you want to make sure that the content is... Good people can actually use it because then you get you get those subscribers that that stay around and they um, They want to they they feel like they're improving by watching your content. So that must take so much work
1: Oh, yeah, and that's one thing too is like trying to provide Value over and over and over every single day on something new it's it's incredibly taxing because Mm -hmm. We weren't really at a point, I don't think we're still even at a point where we can just put out videos for uh, sheer entertainment and have the same uh, audience retention that we've had. Because it's always been, uh, here's how to implement short hopping, here's how to implement walking, here's how to ledge trap, here's how to edge guard every single character in the game, and stuff like that. So when people find us, it's like, okay, there's genuine value past the point of... uh, content production as far as editing and music and timing and stuff like that. And also it's like, okay, I could watch these videos and become a better player uh, for myself as far as a competitor as well. So that's what we've really been aiming for.
0: And your videos also, um, they're, they're very professional. So do you have like a graphic kind of background or?
1: Me personally, um, yes.
0: Yeah. I do. So. because I, I love your logos, then the intros are cool. It's just like- Appreciate that's Adds that. like a little bit more uh, production value to your videos.
1: Yeah. Um, so in that regard, um, I've always I've always just kind of known that when it comes to uh, making videos at all, we are very very far past the point in uh, in YouTube in in the world of YouTube where you can just grab a camera and do a shaky video and get a hundred thousand views. Like we're yeah, my Lord. years past that point, right? Yeah. So now you have to have production value. You have to have uh, an animated intro. You have to have a quality mic with a pop filter. You should have a proper intro that you say every single time. You should be introducing yourself. You should have an actual topic. You should be syncing up what you're talking about to the clips. So you have in-game clips. You have training uh, room clips. You're doing things in slow motion. I just recently got a input viewer. So if you watch my... Uh, instructional videos on how to do certain tech. There's actually the controller on screen and it, it's uh, relaying all of my inputs onto the screen so you can see exactly what I'm doing, right? So having that level of uh, production has really helped us to stand out in a crowd where people are already doing so much of that. So you gotta keep on pushing the envelope every single time.
0: It's kind of like when you're comparing like this channel, this channel's like, well, they've got I got this and that so maybe i should go to that channel and that's that's gonna happen a lot
1: oh yeah and I the mind. thing is now it's yeah. like um so many people are so good at editing and nowadays yeah. since you don't actually need to uh buy photoshop outright because back in the day uh, i want to say like five or six years ago you couldn't get a subscription to uh, adobe or photoshop you had to buy it outright so it's Definitely. either it was $1,000 US plus tax, or you just don't get to have it at all. Those were your options. Or you could like
0: use Shitty free services.
1: Yeah. yeah, or you could get like watermark stuff on your edits and it was yeah. awful, right? But now we have a resource uh, where we can actually spend, like I think it's like 20 bucks. or Yeah, that's depends. like Adobe Cloud, right? Yeah, exactly. You get the entire suite. You get like 40 different apps. Super overkill for what it is, but it's like now people have, everybody has access to Photoshop and Premiere and uh, uh, After Effects and all these things that can really spice up their content, right? Sure. uh, That's another one of those things, too, is like as a content creator, if you're brand new, if you're listening to this and maybe you've never seen any of the videos or not, you might watch one of my videos or you watch somebody else's video who's very high production value and just get overwhelmed by the amount of editing and effort it actually takes. But once again, if you are willing to learn that stuff, that's what's gonna make you stand out, right?
0: I think it's also baby steps. Like Absolutely. You, you want to, like you shouldn't put out content because you don't have these few things. Like you should still post. Always. But you know, be open to, to adapting to eventually, you know, upgrade the quality of your videos for sure. Like I've seen a like quality jump for our videos, too. It's just like from day one to right now, it's like night and day. It's just but you have to start. Yeah, you have to start somewhere.
1: And I can say um, if you're someone who has thought about doing videos and you don't know where to start or you're afraid that your the quality of your videos won't be good enough at a base level because you've never done it before, I would still do it. Put out videos with the worst mic quality in the world, with the worst capture card in the world, whatever it might be, because you need to have that benchmark to say, this is where I'm at right now. And then months from now, years from now, you can look back and be like, yeah, it was awful, but these are my roots. This is how I got started. And this is how exactly. much I've learned and progressed.
0: Exactly. It's like, like you said, it can be overwhelming, but you know, baby steps. Yeah. Just, you gotta start somewhere.
1: And <laughs> also another thing too with that is you have no idea who you're gonna meet in the community a massive part of our success hands down has been uh, networking with people and getting to know uh, players and other animators other YouTube channels stuff like that and collabing with them or uh, working on edits with them just bouncing off ideas stuff like that so it's like you're not really alone you might start And not really know what you're doing and you might not know anybody so you might feel alone at the beginning but if you're willing to put yourself out there on YouTube you should definitely be willing to put yourself out there in discords and commenting on other people's uh, videos and stuff like that and just getting to know them and then checking out their videos and saying okay uh, what do they do that I really like I'm not gonna copy them but I am going to be inspired by their style or their amount of effort right
0: and you have to be like just like you said, you just have to be interactive. You have to be able to support other creators if you're going to expect any support. Hundred <laughs> mm-hmm. you know? percent, it's give and take kind of thing.
1: I can also uh, say just really quickly that you should not treat uh, YouTube as a competition. Right. Of course, there are stats and facts and figures and all these other things that you could you could flaunt and say, "Oh, my video made I don't know this much money, or I have this many views, or whatever." But if you start to make it a competition, like, oh, I hate Meta of Smash because they have this many views and this many subs or whatever. It's like, okay, you probably just close the door on yourself. Right. In other words, where we could have worked together. And I don't really care if you have more subs than me or if I make a video with you. And uh, it helps out your channel because, like I said, it's not a competition. It's going to come back from a business standpoint tenfold in the future. Right. It's something you want to definitely be aware of.
0: Yeah, closing doors, especially in a social media platform, is uh, mm. not good. No. <laughs> not at all. Um so you main Falco, obviously. Uh, yes, sir. but you also play Meta Knight, do you?
1: I play a lot of characters now. Yeah. Play a lot of
0: characters? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah.
1: And that's the thing. It's been uh kind of a blessing thanks to the channel as well, is mm-hmm. from being very knowledgeable knowledgeable about the game in the first place, a lot of people just start to have questions about everything. Mm-hmm. And that's another big part of being a successful entrepreneur in general is you want to be able to provide a valuable service and whatever it might be. Someone might say, oh, I don't know how to play as Peach, for example. Can you make a guide on Peach? It's like, right now, no, I can't because I don't know how to play Peach, but give me some time, I'll figure it out and then I can do this, right? And then you can keep on doing that over and over and over again and in turn, you learn a lot about all the characters. So Yes, I play Falco. Yes, I play Meta Knight, but I also play Shulk. I also play Peach. I also play uh, Breath of the Wild Link. I also play uh, Marth. Like all these characters that are much more, uh, are not even much more, but they're just complex in general, right? Because mm-hmm. these are the characters that people want help with, right?
0: Yeah, because it's also a niche too, right? Because they're not considered like the top tier big boys, mm-hmm. but like, you know, people still play them and want to look for those videos.
1: And yeah, that's um, or go yeah. ahead. No, no, that was my point. Yeah, <laughs>
0: oh, okay, I was gonna say people are looking for that.
1: <laughs> make and that's another thing that I've really been able to capitalize on too, um, is being uh, a voice for the underdog characters, right? Because if yeah. you look online, say, oh, I want to look up guides on Pikachu or Wolf or Joker, they're everywhere because those are the popular characters, right? Or Snake, for example. People have taught how to fight these characters and how to play these characters. But then you looked up a video on, I don't know, how to do combos with Duck Hunt. That doesn't exist. No one has that video. (laughs) Because that character's not very popular, at least in uh, the Western, I guess, culture of Smash. Like in Japan, it's much more popular to to see pac Man. They're playing a different game over there. Oh, yeah. They got the Pac-Mans. They got the the Ice Climbers. They got Piranha Plant. Piranha Plant, Brood, yeah. Yeah, Brood, yeah, yeah. They got all that stuff, right? So it's like, um, but then again, of course, uh, at least for Smash on YouTube, and that's where everything comes into play as well, is a language barrier, right? Because right. there are, like, I think it was uh, Kamoro Kiri put out a video for Meta Knight, like, a year ago at this point, on, like, ladder combos and just the general how to play Meta Knight. And it's very well done, but you have to also have the patience to read everything. It's a 25 minute yeah. video and it's just, it's hard. You're lear- learning a hard character. You have to uh, read everything that he's, he's typed out. It's, there's a language barrier, so some of it doesn't really make sense in proper English as well. So it's just, it's difficult, right? But right. as a uh, content creator, like let's say if you're in the States and in, in Canada or anything like that, uh, you can still put out videos. And surprisingly, uh, the Japanese players will actually still learn your stuff. Because uh, there's a Falco player right now, and this is one of those things, like the language barrier. I have no idea what his uh, YouTube channel is called, because <laughs> it's, just, it's just characters, but he's actually learned my tech, which is awesome. And he's put wow. out videos on like active hop combos, he's made montages on it and stuff like that. He's used it in ways I haven't even thought about it, and I've learned from him, from something something that I taught him. It's wow. just, it's crazy.
0: Wow. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, it's like for me, it was like, because I'm a banjo and I'm just like, sometimes I'm having issues like finding players that use them in like tournaments and like Mm -hmm. uh, trying to find more videos on it. So it's kind of like, is there a niche for streaming that? Like, should I stream banjo? Or it's like like just trying to find those like opportunities like um, to kind of get those niche markets, you know, Mm -hmm. that's basically the whole thing.
1: I was going to say one of the things, too, that's really helped me. Uh, to become a better player is yeah. just, of course, teaching in general. Not like teaching, like coaching, but figuring out what there is to do with the character, how to optimize them, then making a the video. Because if you internalize it yourself and then verbalized it and made it into a video so that it's just on the internet forever, you definitely know what it is. You definitely know what you're talking about. You definitely know how to apply it because you've labbed it for 15 and a half hours, whatever right. it might be, right? right. So for... Uh, yeah. Banjo, for example, let's say let's say you want to make a video on how to do uh Nair combos because there aren't any, you can just become the number one advocate or voice for banjo and in turn uh capitalize on a market because number one, there are no there's no videos on that particular subject, but then you become, like I said, the voice of that character. Like that's that's what just happened for me with Falco is if there's anything anyone needs to know about Falco ever, they go to Meta Smash, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's like, I got you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: uh, where, so I guess if you are a content creator who's making stuff, it's like, where's the best place to kind of share your content? So it's like, um, is it is it Reddit? Is it is it just YouTube and uh, hoping that the tags kind of help you out? Or what's the best place to kind of share your content?
1: So for yeah. that, there is a, how do I say this? There's a there's a fast and easy answer and then there's also a much more complex answer. The fast and easy right. answer would be uh, Twitter. Share your yeah. stuff on Twitter. Right? Okay. That'd probably be the best thing to do.
0: Like clips on if Twitter? If it's or clips, or like the whole
1: yeah. Video? Uh, I do clips so that if they want to see the whole video um, then they have to go to your channel. Same thing with Facebook right. as well. If you're in like a discussion groups or anything like that, post a minute of your video, whatever your video might be, then be like, the rest is on YouTube. People can check it out like that. But the more complex answer also is, what is your style of content? Because that's going to dictate how well it does in different places, right? So um, one of the things that I've learned is if you do, I don't know, let's try and spin this in a different way. Instead of just talking about Instructional and coaching and stuff like that. Maybe you want to be a, a channel that does like memes or like crazy mods, like Vishura games, something like that. Right? right. So, if you want to do something that's more dank, for lack of a better word, then you probably want to share yourself on Reddit and you, you really want to share your stuff on TikTok, believe it or not. Right. Because TikTok right now is a f- complete wasteland as far as Smash, no one is there for Smash. But that doesn't right. mean that Smash can't exist there. And I've talked to people about this in the past, saying, before you looked up uh, Smash on YouTube or you went to Twitch, where did you go to learn about Smash? And people would say there's, like, Smash boards or there's forums and stuff like that. So okay, great. Before that existed, where did you go to learn about Smash? It's like, well, I used to have to go to uh, tournaments because there was no online and there was no... Uh, uh, forums. There was no YouTube channels. There was no Twitch channels. There's no Twitter community. There was nothing, right? So it's like just because a certain uh, community doesn't exist yet, doesn't mean that it can't exist. So like I was saying, right now it's common knowledge to go to YouTube to look up a video for Smash, right? That's like if you're trying to figure something out, you just go there, right? Right. But then with TikTok, for example, if you say, oh, I do Smash on TikTok, TikTok, everybody on earth will laugh at you. Because they don't, they just don't get it, right? But this yeah. is where the business side of things come in. It's like, all right, just be the first all person. All the kids were there. Yeah, number one. <laughs> but also, just be the first person. What's wrong with being first? If anything, yeah. <laughs> that's the number one thing that people people miss out on is being first, right? So it's like, right. it's like in- investing in stocks as well, or investing in uh, cryptocurrency or forex or whatever it is. If you're ahead of a trend, that's when you explode. Right. So if you're the first person ever to put out dank meme smash videos on TikTok, then you're going to explode because you're the only person. Right. Yeah. So like that's like people I said, that's so much. It, or go ahead.
0: No, no. There's just commenting on oh. that, that people are looking for it, too.
1: Yeah. And the thing is, people don't even know where they're looking or what they're looking for, for the most part, when it comes to something new. Sometimes I'll just stumble upon it. For example, uh, I put out. A video on TikTok for Smash. The video itself is twelve seconds long and it has almost ten thousand views. Woo. And the reason why it did so well is, number one, it was like a funny video, which I don't normally do at all on Meta Smash. Meta Smash is much more serious, right? Right. But when it comes to uh, the TikTok, um, you can you can entirely switch up who you are. That's one thing for sure is when it comes to each of these different uh, platforms, you can't be the same person on every platform because there's no point, right? right? It's like, well, if everything you do on YouTube is exactly the same on Instagram and the exact same on TikTok and the exact same on Facebook, why would anybody follow all of them? They just go to one place and they get the same thing. So instead of being monotonous and doing the same thing everywhere, be, I don't know, put out memes on Reddit do coaching on uh, on YouTube, right? Do uh, clips from montages on Instagram. So really diversify uh, you as a character and you as a brand across these platforms. That's something else that I've also been really doing a lot with our team and kind of just going back to before, like I said, it was just me and Shadow. Over the course of the year, it's now 14 people in Meta Smash. Wow. So yeah, everybody's running a social media platform. Uh, some of them have been doubled up. We have three people running Twitter. We have three people running TikTok, two people on Facebook, two people on YouTube, me being one of them. We have a Discord that is uh, thriving at this point. We're just, I think we're around 1,100 or 1,200 members in the Discord. We're doing um, weekly tournaments in there as well. So within those weekly tournaments, we have one person who organizes the entire tournament. We have three streamers and they all commentate. And the thing that's crazy about that specifically is that I am not part of it. <laughs> when it comes to the, the, the tournaments, I have not run a single tournament. I have not organized a single tournament. I have not uh, marketed for a single tournament. It is all being done by other people, right? Because that's the community that we've grown.
0: That's kind of like the the idea of being an entrepreneur in business. Is just eventually you just let it do its thing.
1: Yep, <laughs> you, you step back and you'd be like, I've created the machine. Yeah. And now it's just going. Yeah. Right? But that's that's awesome, man. It sounds great. Mm. That has probably been one of the most difficult things to do is create an environment where people care about you. That's the hardest thing because there's a lot of people out there who can do a really good job of making content and they're willing to stay up for 18 and a half hours a day and work on stuff, but then they fall apart when it comes to... Uh, Networking or when it comes to creating rapport with their members in discord Yeah, engaging and replying to comments on YouTube or holding uh, giveaways on Instagram or Twitter and putting themselves out there as more than just an entity of their channel and be uh, More human I guess you could say right so that people are like I care about this thing I want to be a part of this community because the community itself cares about its members Right? right, so that's that's the uh, the more business side of things versus the um, content creation type side of things. Like they both go hand in hand, but you have to care about what you're doing. You 100 percent have to.
0: People also can read like if you're being genuine, if it's yep. if you're doing it for just the views and stuff. People see that, um, and I think that's why we were saying earlier, just like just start making content because if you're passionate enough, people will see it. Yeah, and people will notice it, and people will follow you, and if you're engaging with your with your fans, your subscribers, whatever, you know, you're gonna build a little little like a little community, which, what, you, what what you've done, basically. <laughs>
1: exactly, so. and that's the thing is like, if you're someone who, let's say, you put out a YouTube video, and it's not good, but at the same time, we straight up just told you put out videos that are not good if you want to start. Like, I'm not gonna take that back. Do that. You have to put out content. But if you put that out and then somebody comments on your video, this is the worst video I've ever seen in my life. If they're like this makes me want to die. Whatever they say, they just they just say the most horrible thing ever and yeah. now you're up at night crying because of what they yeah. said, right? Yeah. If that kind of thing happens, of course you can't, you 100% cannot let that be the end of you, especially when you're a small channel because I'll tell you right now, when we were around like 100 subs or like 80 subs, We got all kinds of shit like that. People are saying that to us all the time because it's like, you're not a pro player. You can't have an opinion. You don't know anything about Smash. It's like, yeah. And now, now look, (laughs) you know, a year later, those same people are asking me for coaching, right? It's
0: like, it's like, well, I think also those people just like to, you know, Shit on people. I think yeah. they look for those channels and just comment and hopefully get a reaction. I think the trick is just to not just react. trolling.
1: Yeah, it's just Let trolling. Troll. Yeah,
0: I think that, ha- that happened with us. With um, we had a reaction video and it like hit like eighteen thousand views. I think right on. And it was like yeah, it was so weird. I was like oh, there's we're gonna we're gonna do well off. Yeah, that's great. No, <laughs> not really. Uh, but like yeah, a lot of it was just negative comments, and I was just like. I was overwhelmed. This was like our third video we posted. Oh, I was wow. just like, what What the hell do I do with this? And it's just like, ignore
1: it. Yeah. And that's you the want... thing too is um, if stuff, you, you also have to know your audience as well, right? Yeah. And recognize, like, I'll straight up say, no offense to anybody in the Smash community on a grand scale, but <laughs> there are some definite trolls and meme, memers or meme gods, whatever. People that just love to be like, you know what? This video is a flawlessly good video, but I'm gonna find one thing to hate on and rant. For example, I actually had somebody uh, comment on one of my videos in a negative way and leave a dislike on the video because I uploaded it in 30 FPS instead of 60. (laughs) What the hell is that? What? (laughs) It's like, so you're telling me the information is perfect, the the, the, uh, presentation is perfect, you like everything about the video, but the frame rate's not good enough. It's like <laughs> Jesus Christ. So
0: yeah, can't please everybody. Yeah, and that's, it's impossible. Yeah,
1: literally impossible. So it's yeah, like, all it's right.
0: literally impossible.
1: That's the very extreme side of things with people hating and shit like that. But also, if you are a uh, content creator and people are, are leaving uh, nice, nice comments on your videos, uh, it's one thing to get a nice comment. That's always great. Nothing wrong with that at all. But you have to respond. And care if someone's like wow I really like how you did this particular one thing in the video could you do that for another character and you say yeah number one obviously do it especially if you're a small uh, channel because they're giving you free content that's huge never overlook the fact that people have ideas for you that's huge right right so but you have to respond and be like thanks I really appreciate that and yeah I'm gonna look into doing this uh, video until you get overwhelmed and there's so many requests and stuff like that. Maybe you can't keep up with all of them, but try your best uh, at the beginning of it to do so, right? Because if you let's say, for example, you put out your own version of Art of Banjo, right? And it does incredibly well. And people are like, wow, this is phenomenal. I had no idea your channel existed. Because of this video, I'm gonna subscribe. Because of this video, I'm gonna tell my friends. Because of this video, I wanna be a YouTuber because you did such a good job. And if you just say nothing, you just say nothing to them. It's like, yeah. you know what? It, it's kind of like a slap in the face to them. Yeah. You know, and that's that's how you become very disconnected as a content creator. Like I said before, you become just an entity, and that's it. So
0: especially if you're a, you're a smaller channel too. Oh, like, for sure. When you're only getting those few comments, and they're really good. Like you'd much rather have like a hundred really good fans that are going to comment, they're going to like, they're going to be engaged
1: share and your and stuff as of a well. A
0: thousand, thousand, like, random people who aren't going to watch your stuff, you know? Like, you'd yeah. much rather build a fan base, you
1: know? And yeah, and that's something I can say that I've successfully done with our, within our own community is if I look in my Discord, for example, nobody's just openly shitting on other people. They're yeah. just like, you know what? There are a lot of people here, and that's the thing, within the culture of Meta of Smash, people come to the channel to learn, right? Not to flex, to learn. So there are people yeah. in the Discord who are genuinely brand new, and they know that yeah. they're not good at the game. But then there are people yeah. in the Discord who are much more experienced. But thanks to the uh, the community that I built, or just the uh, I guess the style in which we've we've done things, the people that are experienced that come into the chan- or into the Discord are very open to help people, very open to. Uh, watch replays and give advice that isn't advice. Like, oh, you did all these things wrong, and this is why you're horrible. Because that's not advice. <laughs> and trust yeah, me, I've seen that kind of shit a lot. I've seen that a lot yeah. in other discords and stuff where it's like, this isn't advice. This is just you taking your day out on me and making me feel bad for the things I messed up on. That's not advice, <laughs> you know. Yeah, advice. That's um, not what we are. That's yeah, not not at all. Exactly. So within that, it's like. Uh, if we have, like let's say, a player who's much more experienced and they are going to review someone else's video, uh, they do it in a very, I don't know, just proper way. In a way that's actually going to encourage this person to stay around, encourage this person to get better, encourage them to play with more people in the, uh, the Discord and keep on making the community thrive right it's not like i can go into the discord at any given time and it's not a complete shit show it's actually like there's a lot of people here who want to teach for fun a lot of people here that want to run tournaments and commentate for experience right it's just been really really awesome
0: and the whole like i guess the whole toxicity like argument is just like even like at like live tournaments and stuff, it's like you see it, and it's just like it, it only keeps the, hurts the community. Like, mm-hmm. it only hurts people who are trying to, you know, get in for the first time. Like, they're, they're new. Like, toxicity is only going to push them out. It even pushes out people who, you know, are trying to play a character that's not considered good. It's, yep. you know, it's just it's, anything toxic is not a good idea.
1: Not and, at all. Um,
0: Smash has definitely seen that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, um, but I think with Ultimate, it just seems like a little bit more of a positive community, I think, because it's just, I don't know. It's just it's a new age, I guess.
1: Yeah, I can say, too, um, if you're to put it this way as well, think of it like. Let's say, for example, uh, that my channel is someone's absolute favorite channel. The the highlight of their entire day or their entire week is when I upload a video. If somebody else uh, was incredibly toxic towards me and I ended up quitting, how mad would that person be that loves everything I do, right? So if they're going to be obviously upset with someone who did that to me, they now have to reflect on themselves and be like, have I ever done that to someone else? Because if I have, I better smarten up, right? Right. I'm not going to shit on ESAM's video or Izod's video or Banana Boy's video or Zero's video because somebody else absolutely lives for their content. Right, and if you have that as your mantra, as a movement, as far as uh, how the community should be moving forward, that's what's going to make it a much more positive place. Yeah, for sure.
0: Well, thanks so much, Tricks, for coming on to Game and Scotch, man. Is there anything else you wanted to comment on or um, touch on, or?
1: I don't know. I, I think we, we covered a lot, honestly. We covered a lot. Uh, yeah. I can just really say thanks for having me, man. I appreciate your yeah. time.
0: I really appreciate you joining me man, It's I uh, really appreciate it. Uh, is there anything you wanted to plug? I guess so your YouTube channel uh, You you spoke earlier that you did a little bit of coaching. Did you want to plug anything of that
1: or um? Yeah, I guess so yeah, the, the YouTube channel is meta of smash You can type it in on YouTube you can type it in on Google. It'll come up uh, We do like I said before we do a lot of coaching We do a lot of instructional videos and very active in the comments and stuff like that So if you find a video or if you're watching uh any of this and you want to get in contact with me uh, as far as just saying hi, <laughs> you know, anything at all yeah. just uh, appreciating the videos or if you want to get in contact for coaching, stuff like that uh, we have the Discord as well which is also meta of smash I think that's also, it's in the description of every single video, I'm not sure if you can find it on Google as well, probably um, I'm trying to think what else that's, realistically that's it for the most part maybe our Instagram also meta of smash everything is meta of smash so
0: I'll yeah. uh, I'll leave all that stuff in our description below as well if right you guys want to check that out. But uh thank you guys so much for joining us. um I was drinking uh, the uh, Uncertainty Principle from Nickelbrook. It's like one of their weird beers. It hmm. it was it's pretty sour. <laughs>
1: it's I was tough. gonna say what's the percent well, on uh, that anyways?
0: Uh, it is.
1: I'm gonna take a guess. Six
0: point five. Six point
1: five. Okay.
0: Oh, you were gonna guess. Oh, I was sorry. gonna say like. Eight or something. I don't know. Yeah. It looks really it dark. Was, it's pretty It's pretty intense. I, was, yeah. we, I think we're talking, and I took my first sip and I went, ah. <laughs> it's, it's, like, yeah. it's pretty tasty. It's little, but, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, make sure you guys, if you guys enjoyed the video, like and subscribe. Make sure you check out Meta Smash, and uh, we'll see you next time. Uh, also, Oh, yeah. Also, check out we, I interviewed Matt over at Angry Burly Bros. It's a little place nice, nice. in Burlington, Ontario. Check it out. It was fun to interview him. Great guy. And uh, thank you so much for watching, and thank you, Trix, for joining us today. Yep, and thanks again. We'll see you guys next time.